Chapter 31 The Dark Night of the Soul Kitten, I spoke aloud to the room. We need to focus. That kitten I rescued was right in front of me, and I could hear its thoughts, too. All terrible things aside, I was both aware of the good and the bad, and therefore I had no reason to mind either. This whole facility was mad to begin with, and so what did it matter if I was crazy, too? And now my body was covered in something black and unnatural, a thick membrane of manufactured skin. Now which body is this, and why so black and slimy? The more I tried to scrub the membrane away, the more the water turned grimy. Soon I observed the kitten, which was also scanning the room. Yes, smart cat, checking for strangers, I presume. She leapt from her perch, and she was pawing at that bag labeled Quality Drugs. I'd already eaten a full capsule of mushrooms when... asked the kitten. No danger up there. I've already checked. All she managed to do was knock another bottle of mushrooms onto the ground. It rolled right to my feet. Do these mushrooms help you stay awake? said the kitten. Well, I'd come to a point where I was on the verge of collapsing because that damn crow wouldn't stop and... Wait a minute. The damn crow must be asleep. Goodness, I can't say I ever remember feeling this bright and clear. This is all so funny because... Hey, you want some of these too? The kitten had no interest in the fungus, but instead stepped inside the bag of quality drugs one paw at a time. Nesting like a bird, I began to wonder if this cat was not a kitten, but a small crane that had been placed in the wrong body. I've decided it's not right to leave you, I told the kitten. Get comfortable in there because you and I were meant to find each other, and we've been nothing but good luck together. The kitten was licking her coat. Do you believe in things like that? You know, that maybe you and I were meant to find each other. The kitten took a peek up, blinked her eyes once, and then continued grooming. Because it's all starting to connect, and I can't remember being this aware since the last time I died. Died. Goodness, had I really died. Or was it all just an illusion like this mad puzzle that this reality had become? And had I said it out loud or was I thinking all this? The poor kitten was snuggled up with the drugs licking a spot above her belly when I noticed a leash waiting on the wall. What are the chances? Just our luck. Well, they'd misspelt it, but finding the noose was a critical discovery, a sure sign that the kitten and I were meant to be together, and so I placed it around her neck. The leash fit snug, just tight enough to keep the kitten from wandering too far, because otherwise... See, this is just precautionary. Nothing to worry about, kitten. Leashes are good because... Well, I wasn't sure why animals needed leashes, but I didn't want her to wander alone. Is that too tight, darling? Nope. I've never had a human of my own, said the kitten. She's getting much better with words, too. I grabbed the bag of quality drugs and continued back to the control room. And what happens to a kitten after seeing all this death? Would she remember it? And how many steps are too far for this young one? Go ahead and rest, darling. Uncle Jack's got you. She was snuggled up with all the pill bottles, and it seemed quite cozy in there. I closed the zipper halfway so her little head could poke out and watch. A clock was ticking somewhere, and I heard every second. And isn't time so strange? Like who decided how long the second is? And how do they keep track of it so well? Why not just use the sun and the moon? Seems a bit easier to look up and say, Hey, it's today, rather than manufacturing all these silly clocks. And how long till we run out of tickers? Those plastic pieces are coming from somewhere. Down the hall we were taking steps, one foot after the other, and then, and then, and then my heart trembled. A cramp shot through my leg and pulled my muscle tight. Cascading, Cascading thunderous fall. I crashed into the wall and collapsed as T. Hammond released the bag safely from my grip and set the kitten on the floor. She asked. Just a case of the wet noodles. Was I dozing off? Or maybe I was just waking up? Now the legs were firing again, but I was sprawled out across the floor when the tingling sensation swiveled up my spine. The kitten was out of the bag and rubbing her orange-striped face against my helmet. What's wrong, mister? Asked the kitten. Tired, I muttered. 
I feel funny, and my stomach hurts too. Her paw was poking at the bridge of my nose and pulling at the bandana over my missing eye. No, I'm still in here, still alive. I just, I feel, all at once it happened. I pulled T. Hammond's head off mine when a great shift came upon us and I saw everything. I shot up, and all the light, all the air, all the moisture, and every bit of life started talking out loud. I could feel the energy, like a vibration of light moving everywhere. Each of my senses was in tune when I heard the cat's hair Oh, she's all fluff. And then a slight wind slipped up through the corridor when I felt an immense connection back to Mother Nature. What a joy it is to be alive. The answer was always right here. So simple. Now look, the whole world is breathing the truth in every moment. Oh, why don't we pay attention better? It's all right here, right now. Oh, wow. Empty hallways began inhaling, then exhaling, and while these giant deep breaths poured into my lungs, I could feel each pulse pass through the walls, shooting energy into my beating heart while my eyes explored the room in front of me. I could feel what was happening in every cell, hyper-aware my mind could read through these walls, and now I was on the other side to help. I jumped up when I remembered I had the keys, too. Yes, these keys can fit into that lock. Well, the first key didn't work, neither did the second or the third, but there's so many more of them, and I kept trying until I touched a key when I heard Ma say, Open. We spoke it into existence. The key turned into the lock when the metal door swung open. A group of confused swans were looking back. Be free. And this pyramid wasn't evil. It was alive all along and waiting to assist. What was once a cell had become a safe haven to so many, and today was one of them who came back to heal these wounds. And wait, more and more cells were here. I'd forgotten how many lined these corridor walls. There were raccoons, rabbits, pigs, and creatures of all sorts. All of them were roaming these halls with the swans when I opened their doors. Could you itch right here, right under my chin? I've just never had it scratched. The kitten's fur and hair floated between my fingers like a newborn flower kissing the wind. And every strand of the hair was alive too, as if these hairs were speaking out loud. You're so young, I told the kitten. So much to do and so much to see. Were you little ones? Asked the kitten. Oh, sure. And did you play a lot then? Asked the kitten. She was sitting in front of me, on her hind legs, and so I crouched in the same position while we gazed into each other's eyes. Sometimes, I paused, and I used to be somebody, did you know that? I had a life outside this place. What was it like on the outside? Asked the kitten. Outside? You mean nature? Well, it's green and blue and perfect just the way she is. You've never seen it. No, not really, but I'm trying so hard. Said the curious kitten. I've never been outside my cage. What else about the nature? Well, there are rivers and trees and even huge mountains. Life's different when you sit outside with her. Mountains? Meowed the kitten. And I met a lion once. Or maybe it was just a deer. But either way... You met a lion? That's my cousin. Said the kitten. Nope, it was just a deer, but don't worry. You're still related somehow. Oh, that's great. And you know what, mister? Said the kitten. I think I finally have my answer to that one philosophical question. Philosophical? Yeah, that's what I said. And it's the same question that every house cat asks themselves. Oh, this is news to me. What's the question? What would you do if you made it out the front door? She asked. It says a lot about the cat, but maybe even more about the humans. Because some cats would run forever, like they've been a prisoner their whole lives. Some might roll in the dirt once and come right back home. But you know what I'd do? What? I'd go to the mountains and meet the lion. Why not? What do you have to lose? Then let's go, silly, said the kitten. I felt the weight of the copper mask beside me. For one reason or the other, this was my life, some sort of contract I needed to fulfill in order to move on. I was trapped in this black jumpsuit carrying a mask. No escape and no time left for smiles. Rising to my feet, I put T. Hammond's mask over my head, knowing we had not completed her tasks. I'm afraid I can't leave this place. 
down the hall. I thought I saw a creature's head turn toward us. Had someone been watching all along? Now two orange eyes blinked, but then the creature was gone. You seem sad. Don't be sad, mister, said the kitten. Shh! Did you see that? You know, this one time I was really sad in my cage, the kitten continued. And while my brother was alive, too. And that's when he looked at me and said, this too shall pass. Is that right? Sure sounds like he knew what he was talking about. And if I see your brother when I die, I'll tell him you went to the mountains. Maybe, meowed the kitten. Or I could go on with you. Hey, now, don't talk like that. I know what happens to me in this place, but you, you've got your whole life ahead of you. You're just a young kitten, and everything's about to change. Go with the other animals. They'll be free soon enough, and... Oh, children, spoke a voice from the darkness at the end of the hall. Black wind was vibrating and swirling with a hypnotic pulse. Everything around us was aware of the force waiting at the dark end of the hall. Instinct latched onto the arrowhead when my own fear brought the knife into open air. Get back! We were in the presence of a great warrior, and both the kitten and I were aware of his power. I have heard your words, and I too choose to go on with you, said the mysterious creature. We were peering down the hallways, but there was nothing. Empty space, and then two orange eyes emerged. Which one are you? meowed the kitten beside me. The two golden orange eyes stayed low to the ground. I am one of you, said the golden eyes. I am the one who endures. An opossum stepped forth under the dim light. There is only one escape, and it is closer than you think, he pointed at his chest. There is an escape within. Cicero, they said you were gone. They said you died, whispered the kitten. Oh, and there's also the rubbish bin, too. Did they tell you about that, said Cicero. There's a trash chute that they throw the dead bodies out of. It goes into the forest. You're alive, said the kitten, crying with joy. And so my legend lives on. I've been hiding in the darkness since the day I got out, said Cicero. The day I escaped within was the day I earned my freedom. Cicero stepped forth, took a sniff at my shoes, and then locked on to my eye. Oh, I remember a human with one eye. He was a man I could trust. Oh, I remember you, said Cicero. The side of his head pressed against my skin. He was a well-rounded creature, and I wanted to trust him. But who was this creature of the mist? We met the night of my escape, but you've changed. Why, look at you. You've become something else entirely, said Cicero. You must be thinking of someone else. I died in that cell. It couldn't have been me. Why, surely it's you. That's why we undid what the trauma does. We transmuted that pain to find our deepest potential, said Cicero, wallowing around me in a circle, then looping around the kitten. Oh, wow. This opossum stride was flawless. His back left paw struck the ground in stride with his front right leg. The militant leg switched instantaneously. Yes, I could feel it. This opossum was a rebel, a radical nature lover, and a compact creature that answered his calling years ago. His stride alone would have inspired the world, if only they could have seen it. But look, look at it now. Each and every step demanded supreme perfection. Cicero sat at my feet, staring straight up at me, with the kitten seated beside him. Now he wagged his tail once, and only once. That was important. And then he did another figure eight through my legs and took a seat on the other side of the cat. Yep, it's you, said the opossum. It's me? Yes, you are a Mopley, said Cicero. That's who I am? That's what you told me, said Cicero. I did, I paused. So I'm him. You forgot? Asked the kitten. I don't know, I scratched my head. What's in your hand? Asked Cicero. My arrowhead. Wait, this isn't mine, it's... This blade belongs to Collie Jack. I heard her whisper. Wait, who am I? I looked at the kitten. Maybe you were him, she meowed. We do not decide who we are. We reveal it, said Cicero. Huh? Okay, I will tell you. You are a spiritual warrior ready to embark on the dark night of the soul, said Cicero. Now I was curious. He said it like I was summoned for some wild adventure, but I hadn't a clue how we'd gotten here. Wait, I remember you, Cicero. You were there that night. You escaped. 
We're in this together, aren't we? Of course, meowed the kitten. But Cicero, how'd you survive after all this time? See, I'm an agile creature. Even had plenty of meals along the way. Turns out humans waste almost everything. Heck, just yesterday I had half a pizza to myself. Could you imagine that? Four slices with bell pepperonis, said Cicero. Most animals never get a slice. Oh yeah, I found a piece of that crust, said the kitten. But you are as fit as a fiddle. How'd you stay so trim? My hands patted his sides. Oh, wow. All muscle, baby, said Cicero. I've been training, doing sprints at night. Exercise and yoga helps keep the head straight when the going gets rough. It's one of those healthy addictions you hope ends up killing you by the end of it. Because it's not a bad way to die doing what you love. Plus, I'm up to 28 laps. 28 laps isn't bad when you started out with two. Wow, what a circuit, said the kitten. Cicero bolted past us. He was so quick that the air swallowed him right up when the darkness spit him out somewhere ahead. Only a moment later, he came zipping back while the swans jumped out of the way before he stopped within a hair of my feet. He bowed and held his body still. His animal experiences were well-grounded with manners. Now this kitten was bowing for no reason. Oh, wait, she's coughing. Or choking. A small hairball was presented in front of us. Sorry, said the kitten. There's not much time. This is the dark night of the soul, after all, said Cicero. Yes, you said that before. Now what does that mean? The opossum closed his eyes and inhaled a very deep breath. His firm muscles expanded along his toned core. This guy was jacked. Warriors like us speak the truth, said Cicero, and so I've come to proclaim that the end is near. I think he was floating in front of me. Somehow the air sucked him up into a steady, levitating state when I watched the kitten glide up toward the ceiling, too. They were spinning around each other while an electric orange line flowed between their tails. Suddenly years of animalistic doctrine were passed in between their brains. A glowing wave of truth entered through the center of their foreheads and spread through the hole. I could feel it glowing between their minds, and here I was, a mere mortal, witnessing the transformation of cat formation. Oh, how dearly I wished I were a cat, too. Do you want to know the truth, human? asked Cicero. The opossum stood above me when a bright light entered the center of my mind. Here is your truth today. If you lie flat across the floor in front of a cat, they have no choice but to investigate. It's senseless for an animal your size to lie down. Nonsense makes every creature curious, said Cicero. Oh, very nice. Good to know that this opossum knew his stuff. Now on the way of our ancestors, this too shall pass, said Cicero. This too shall pass, meowed the kitten. Why do so many animals say that? Now in order to survive the dark night of the soul, you will need to know the golden rule, said Cicero. It's the only way the light can make it. Cicero raised a paw and held it in the air between us. Oh, whoa, he's a polydactyl, whispered the kitten. That's a good sign. Wait, what's the rule? Do unto others as you would do unto thyself, said Cicero. Got it. And do we have a plan? It's all up here, said Cicero. Plus, I know this place like the back of my paw. Just bring me to the king, and I'll do the rest. I'm in. And I adored his passion because I was living it too. Cicero was onto something. He was one of those real progressive thinkers. Why not? I shrugged at the little kitten. It'll be beautiful. Well, if you're in, then I'm in too, said the kitten. So where do we start? This way, said Cicero. I've been lurking here for weeks. I know all the turns.